City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, Bryce Gibbs just listening to some trade radio podcasts during the break and uh, doing doing his research and getting around it. So we've got some healthy uh, bit of info around the trade period, all the latest coming up very soon. You know, actually, there, there's some fierce negotiations going on in that, Gibber. Yep. Do you know who is a fierce negotiator? Who's that, Tom? My mum. Yeah, right. During the week, I uh, she said she didn't want her car anymore. It's this awesome Toyota four-wheel drive, quite new. And I said, well, I need to. I actually need a car, so I'll just buy it off you. And then she's always been a second-hand dealer. So she proceeds with uh, negotiation tactics, hot and cold, you know, like you feel close and then distant, uh, a little bit of, um, you know, misdirection and false information to sort of extract. So, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. She will negotiate hard. She could actually fit into Adrian Dodoro's seat if, if the bombers were on the lookout. Well, did you end up cutting a deal? Cut, cut a deal. I think the key to a good negotiation is everyone walks away happy. So, you know, we we went uh, secondhand Toyota, fourteen k worked out well. But oh, she she was happy, I was happy. Um, you know, I got it slightly below, and she didn't have to worry about because when you jump on Gumtree, Gibber, you get all the freaks, you get all the inquiries. Have you ever sold something on there? Never been on no. Gumtree, no. Yeah, my. An, it sounds like an experience though. It is an experience. I mean, my wife has sold a couple of things on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace and someone I don't know about just turns up at the door and I I just say, I don't know why you're here. What are we (laughs) doing here? And uh, and then they just buy a table that we don't need. There you go. Anyway, give a, the David Beckham doco absolutely fascinated me. And it's running simultaneous to this trade period. I found it quite thought-provoking in the context of like how we do things here in Australia. If you haven't seen it, watch it. What, but what were your thoughts? Like, what was your first sort of impression as you watched it, Gibber? Yeah, I, I was really, really fascinated by it as well, Tom, and just the insight to, to the stories and how he was feeling and thinking through, you know, different times of, in his life and through his football journey. Mm. And um, the thing that struck me, he's, he's pretty, pretty normal bloke, isn't he? A pretty mm. down to earth guy. Like, really confident in his ability, but without being arrogant, yeah. I thought. Um, the, the stories that, you know, he he liked nice things, so he'd get, yeah. the, get the paycheck on, on the Monday. He'd get $50,000 from, say, his Adidas deal, and yeah. then he'd go buy a $50,000 car the next day, and then he had to wait, yeah, you know, like, five days uh, yeah. until he'd get paid again. He'd get paid on the Monday. He'd spend it all on a Tuesday. You'd think that sort of stuff would go to your head a little bit, but mm. it, he sort of, from, he, he come across anyway, like he, he sort of stayed level head, headed yeah. through through most of it. Obviously uh, a big family man. Mm. Um, spoke a lot about his family and, and his parents. His parents were with him, um, you know, right by his side a, a long way. How's his, his dad? His whole footy career. Um, and obviously Victoria as well. Mm. He was just infatuated by her, wasn't he? He was. It's that, you know, when you first fall in love and he was just doing anything to be by her side. But uh, yeah, it struck me how the British tabloids are just so ruthless and they just tore him to shreds. And a lot of it is just not real. But yeah, he 
got uh, taught by his dad because his dad was absolutely obsessed. And just that type. It's like Andre Agassi's father almost where he just had him doing kick after kick after kick all the way into the night trying to hit a dime in the goals. And um, not all players have that type of childhood, but it's a good way to uh, ensure your child, you know, makes it. <laughs> well, it is. And, and especially in in the football, in the soccer over there, because they mm. start so young that they get scouted at, you know, six, seven oh. years of age. And yeah. the, the good ones, as you said, that have practiced a lot as a kid, left mm. foot, right foot, uh, they, they get contracts at, you know, 10, 11 years of age. This which, is what which blew did me away. happened to Beckham. So, um, yeah, his dad was a, a bit old school, wasn't he? Yeah. Just Nothing was ever good we're enough. We're not walking out of the backyard until we, we nail this. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it was pretty hard on him. He sort of never seemed to play a good game nah. as a junior in his eyes. He could always be better. And, uh, you know, that probably instilled a lot of um, resilience, resilience. And, and mental toughness to, you know, and, and probably, and I think, as he said, mentioned in the doco, if he sort of hadn't had that upbringing mm. when dealing with some of the, the challenges later on in his footy career, he might not have been able to get through them. Yeah. The other thing that really fascinated me was that how they uh, mentor them, for some of them from like, he was, so Alex Ferguson, coach of Man U, took him under his wing from age 14 or something Moves out of home, goes to live, uh, Man U, and, and Alex Ferguson brings him into the change rooms. That to me is like in Australia, you know, Ross Lyon loves a kid from Tassie. The parents fly him over age 14 and, and then um, they just get free reign on him, you know. They, is that how it works? They just pick who they want? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different over there. They have junior academies. So yeah. it, be, it, I suppose it'd be no different to, you know, say a, a Sandful club that have, you know, under 13s, under 14s, under yeah. 15 development squads. But it'd be like the Adelaide Crows, Crows. doing it. They get them in at you know, under 10s and they, they go through the ranks up until right. playing league footy. So that's how yeah. it sort of structured over there and yeah. yeah if you're any good at a young age you can actually earn some some, some, pretty, some pretty good dollars uh and you know spend a lot of your time training and, yeah. and preparing to to become or to make it at, at the top level yeah well look the the trade or whatever you call it the transfer when he went to madrid was just I, i'd never seen anything like that the the pandemonium surrounding it. This is what it was like on the show. So I said, if you want me to leave, and I don't want to leave, but if you want me to leave, I want to move to the club that I want to move to. If I'm being pushed out of Manchester United, this is where I want to go. I remember being stood in my kitchen. <coughs> phone rings, Florentino comes on. He said, David, would you like to play for Real Madrid? Yes. No problem. So that... Fascinated me, and I, I want to ask you up next, Gibber, um, what your top five or or the best sort of transfers from uh, in in soccer world, particularly in the in the EFL, because they paid something like forty million Australian dollars in fees. And so, what happens with that fees? Do they just use that in their back pocket to to uh, buy another player. Yeah, well, it's it's obviously a, a completely different ball game over there <laughs> when it comes to, to trading players. And then that's what surprised me about Sir Alex Ferguson and the relationship he had yeah. with, with Beckham. Because you, you, you mentioned he, you know, had the relationship with him from such a young age and then mm. just decided that this was a time we were going to sell him and sell him for a, a, 
a good premium, a good profit, and then proceeded not to not to talk to him. Yeah. After after the transfer went through, and you absolutely broke his heart. Cold, so cold, yeah, so cold. The other thing you mentioned the other day is he was probably one of the first to maximise his out of uh, soccer endorsements with brands, which is why he's like very very rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're spot on. He was the sort of the the guy to use his profile to his advantage and and sign the the big sponsor deals and the um, you know, obviously we, we know about Adidas, but he was mm. always in the wearing all the, the high fashion brands and yeah, uh, used his profile to uh, yeah cash in where not many players had done that before. Yeah, up until that point. Yeah, all around the world as well. All right, to finish up, before I get your top five or so, whether it's EPL or around the world, I want you to put this together during the break, Gibber. So you're going to have to work fast here. I just want you to have a listen to this. This is. When uh, Posh was talking about she was having their son, Cruz, who was heavily pregnant, about to give birth to Cruz, and she was in a bit of a predicament. So David comes home from training one day and I said, you know, they've told me that I can go in, you know, Monday morning and I can I can have the baby. And he said, yeah, the thing is, is that I can't do that because I've, I've got to shoot. I said, what do you mean you've got to shoot? Yeah, I've got to do a photo shoot with Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. I was like, are you... Seriously, I'm about to burst. I'm on bed rest. Are you kidding me? You've got a damn photo shoot with Jennifer Lopez, who is gorgeous and not about to have a baby. And I remember someone showing me the front page of the newspaper, which was a gorgeous picture of David between Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. And the headline was, what would Posh say? Let me tell you what Posh would say. Posh was pissed off. Now, just from the lens of your own relationship, Bryce, Loz is probably going to give birth in around four months. What would she say to you if we bring it into today's age? We've got Taylor Swift and Rihanna want to do a photo shoot (laughs) with you. You need to shoot out and miss the birth. How would that go down? Uh, Yeah, I'd probably get told not to come home, (laughs) I think, Tom, if that was the, the decision I made. Yeah, man, fair enough.